0: Hey girls, what's up, what's going on? Welcome back to the True Feminine Podcast where we talk all things dating and relationships and how to get the commitment you want um, and just all the things, okay? So if you are new here, my name is Rachel Cheryl, and I am so stoked to have you. Um, if you are not, welcome back. I love you girls, you are the best. Um, but today I'm going to introduce you to my good friend, uh, Okay. Courtney Cruz. She's the best. You're going to love her. She has an amazing story to my good friend, Courtney. And Courtney is an amazing woman. She is so inspirational. She has a crazy story. Courtney, how old are you right now?
1: I am just turned
0: 45. She's 45. Okay, so she's 45, so she's got some wisdom, and she is going to be sharing that with us. She has a crazy um, dating story, and just <laughs> dating relationships. Um, God, it's all, it's like so much. She also has three kids, right? Mm-hmm. Three kids, so she has a lot of experience on um, you know, what it's like to date as a single mother. Um, uh, we may not touch on that a lot in this episode. I'll have to bring her back for another episode on that specifically, but today she's going to share with us how she met her husband, her now husband, um, who is just an amazing man. She loves him. They, they really love each other. I'm just, kidding. and, um, and he's just a, an amazing guy, kind of like her forever person, Um, And how she did not meet him until she was 40 years old. And she did a lot of things in between. So she's just going to kind of share her story with us. And I'm so excited. So Courtney, would you like to just say a little hello, introduce yourself and um, you can dive in if you want. But.
1: Yeah, I will. I will. Um, thanks so much for having me. First of all, you guys, when I met Rachel, and this would be true of any of you, if you ever meet Rachel in person, if you haven't already, it's instant besties. Okay? Mm. Like, this is just the thing. And she's the real deal. So who you see and who you hear, like she, what you see is what you get. She's the realist. all the time. Um, (laughs) She's incredible, and I love her. And, like, God has just totally blessed us. We talk about things that are just on the fringes and not – like kind of subversive and Christian culture. Um, we just really are like, no, no, we're going to chase after what is God's best for us. And it doesn't necessarily come packaged in what we get spoon fed in the church. Mm-hmm. So that's another time we'll have, you know, we're going to have a series of podcasts essentially is what's, <laughs> what's happening. Yeah, we are. So, yeah. So I am Courtney Cruz. Um, I am from originally from Forks, Washington, so tiny town, and no, there are not really vampires there in the Pacific <laughs> Northwest. But I am a small town girl through and through, um, and just grew up like loving God and being really kind of naive and super just idyllic childhood. And um, and actually, <laughs> in 2016, I found myself divorced three times. So I got married for the first time I was 21, um, had a little girl, and then things fell apart, and then I um, had my second marriage, and then things um, also fell apart after I had my second child, um, had a third marriage, which was my childhood sweetheart, and that was not healthy, that was me chasing my past and kind of romance Um, and not really what was best for me or most healthy and then I found myself in 2015 and really just said okay I'm going to chase hard after what is the best for my life and I am tired of doing 5 million Beth Moore studies and Bible studies and going to church and all this stuff like nothing's working I don't have peace like Mm -hmm. I keep chasing peace and I'm not finding it so I started meditating which is really hard to start doing if you're raised in the Christian church it's labeled this new age um, and meditation changed my life I started to like really visualize what I what I wanted in my life and I got really healthy so I actually cut everything out for 30 days and and I know it sounds crazy but for 30 days I I just really like didn't do girls' nights to distract me. No alcohol, no, you know, a, a single girl's like wine and cheese board is life. There were nights where I'd have my glass of wine when I wouldn't have my kids and they'd be with their dads. I'd have my glass of wine and my my goat cheese and a spoon and Netflix, <laughs> and we we loved. We it was a it was a mutual relationship. So yeah, we um, I would do that and I just was like I'm not anesthetizing with anything I'm not distracting myself like I'm gonna get super clear on what is God's best for me and it's not gonna fit in the box that other people say it should so I I literally like cut out social media all the things and then through kind of a friend of a friend I got connected because I was living up in LA at the time. I'm down in San Diego now, but I was up in Long Beach, LA area. And there was a nonprofit and a friend was like, you should get involved with this. And it was a mentorship thing for inner city kids. It was awesome. A lot of people from Mosaic church. Um, and it was like instant community. And I just knew I'd found my people and I loved them so much. And actually I was not really like in a place to want to date. I just was stepping through open doors and going, I know that I'm called to be super walk in my power, not be afraid of taking up space joyfully. Um, And so I kind of walked into this group of friends and enjoyed that. And actually one of my very best friends at the time happened to be, um, male and we there was like definitely some chemistry um he was much younger than me and he was very clear though from the get-go he was like this will never I'm not interested you're a single mom I I cannot do this like you are my dream woman but I can't I can't do this like you're exactly who I've always kind of wanted but uh, not in this form Mm -hmm. and it was painful But I also was not afraid. I was like, that's okay. It was great that he was clear. I respected that some women don't. (laughs) They're like, oh, I don't, I think I know better. Mm -hmm. God told me different. I mean, like, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. all, it plays out a myriad of ways. But I just kept going through open door and open door. And I'm like, okay, well, there's, I'm here for a reason. And I'm just going to continue to take up space and own whatever God like kind of places in my hand or the universe, whatever. I have a
0: question. uh, Yeah. What, when you say, um, take up space, like, what do you mean by that in your life? Like, what does that look like practically or what?
1: Yeah. I think that we have to, um, first of all, get comfortable with the fact that we take up space and it's a useful space. Mm -hmm. So we are, we're not just wasted space like we're placed on this earth for a purpose and, um, for a reason. So, uh, there's a plan and a purpose for our life and whether you believe in God or the universe or destiny or whatever it is that you identify with and that resonates with you, I believe it's all the same thing. Um, it's divine and, and our soul speaks to it, right? Like we feel that's, we just feel that we're We're connected to something greater than ourselves. So most definitely, and I think women, we tend to shrink Mm -hmm. to fit. Mm -hmm. So we shrink to fit, um, you know, a guy that we really think is amazing and he wants certain things. And so we shrink to fit that or we shrink to fit um, the cultural ideals that we were raised in our family of origins, or we shrink to fit to make people comfortable at work, Mm -hmm. we shrink to fit in all of these areas of our lives. And it's like, that's, that's not God's plan for women at all. Mm -hmm. It's a wide, wide universe Mm -hmm. and space and time cannot even contain us. And so we are to embody, fully embody and take up our space and do it with confidence and authority because that's literally in the garden of Eden. If you go back to the original, hebrew like it's it is words that god only uses for himself and that's somehow like the patriarchy And that's a again another thing. sorry for my dog um <laughs> they they will say that it's just a helper it's like no no this is a word that was only used for god elsewhere in the bible and it's when you need him to come through for you in a matter of life and death mm-hmm. like it's a warrior it's somebody that stands as stands Face to face with you mm-hmm. and contends and challenges you. Mm-hmm. We're meant to be challengers, so right. you know I think that that's so you're, the reason why it occurs to women to be like, "Hey, something's not right. Hey, something seems off." And you need to embody and and go, "Yeah, I'm a valuable use of space, and I'm going to fully own it. And this is what I've been given
0: charge of, and I'm going to own my influence well." Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. That's so long answer. <laughs> Yeah, so taking up space is just, you know, really walking in your most authentic self, I think, you know, in a lot of ways that that's kind of what you're saying. And like, it's like, hey, you know what, it's okay. You don't have to necessarily conform entirely to a certain thing that you were once told that this is it. Box you in. You don't want to be boxed in so you can step in. So, Okay, let's go back to the story. This is me. This is me and you. We're like ADD. We're like, yeah, Yeah. however. Okay. Um, So back to your story. Sorry, I totally took you on a rabbit hole. Um, But where were we? We were talking about your guy friend who you were like, okay, he doesn't want to be with you. Hurts a little bit, but something else happened. Yeah.
1: So it was actually, we were at something together and no one would have ever really known. This was all kind of happening on the, on the backside, the personal side where we were kind of like in this, this tension, but you know, you hear quotes that say, that say like, you don't have to force something. Like if there's ease that comes with it, doesn't mean it doesn't take work or whatever, but like people will tell you with their actions what they want. Um, If they use their words, it's great, but it was very clear and he was very clear. So it was interesting though. I just kept going, okay, what's this for? I knew in my intuition, just because I embody that and I really feel into that. um, I was like, what is this for? So we were at this gathering and I get introduced to this girl um, and she's super cool and I'm like, oh, awesome. She seems really nice and didn't think anything of it. And then I got a text from my guy friend. And he said, hey, you know, um, she's asking if she can get your number. So she seeks me out. And she's like, hey, would you mentor me? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes. So we meet. We like, I instantly love her. I, like, again, instant best friends. I mean, I also, I like love people. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've never met a stranger.
0: Yeah, and
1: <laughs> um, Yeah, love it. So, and we're in this friendship. It's been a, like probably three months, and she sends me a text, and she says, "Hey, um, you know, is it okay if I give your number to this guy?" And I was like, "No, no, no!" Like I'm still like trying to resolve why this friendship romance. Why Best this guy
0: doesn't want to be with me?
1: <laughs> no, yeah, like I'm like I'm like I might be a single mom, but I'm like what, I, I got lots to offer. Like I'm super. Can I can just cut?
0: I mom. want to cut in real yeah. quick here. Isn't it amazing? I find it fascinating how often all of us women will stay so stuck on a maybe. You know, a maybe that you made up inside of your own head. So I made up a maybe. Oh, maybe, surely, because I have chemistry with this person. Oh. And he said that I am his dream girl. We, You know, going back to what he said to you. I'm yeah. his dream girl. Well, if I'm his dream girl, and then we're strategizing. So my girls who follow me, you guys know I talk a lot about masculine and feminine energy. So that's that masculine headspace that you fall into where it's like, Wait, now I'm overanalyzing, I'm overthinking. Now I'm sitting here going, ooh, like, but he said that I would be his dream girl if I didn't have kids. So now I know now we hold on to this like inkling of a fading yeah. chance and we mm-hmm. get so stuck on it. We get so like attached to it. And 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 when really there's millions of other guys out there and there is somebody who's not going to make you a maybe, he's going to make you a yes. Which here's yeah. Enter yes, it back. And turn into your story. Close.
1: So this girlfriend of mine, she sends me this text. She says, "If can I give your number to this friend of mine?" And she explains. She goes, "He's like my best friend for like years and years. Like I know him. He's the best of the best. He's amazing." She like gives me a little quick bio on him. Um, doesn't mention that he lives in San Diego. Somehow that like <laughs> escaping <me. laughs> because that would have been an extra. Like no, like uh-huh. I don't have time for this. Right. I just, like, I was going places and I knew it and things were for me and like life just felt super expansive and delicious and sexy and i felt amazing and i just turned 40 and i was i just knew like right 40 was the thing it felt right it felt it just felt like it was the year of possibility which is so weird there was a little bit because i was hanging out with so many people that were so much younger than me that i was like oh gosh you know and you look at years like not wasted but just regrets that you have and you're like ah but then it felt super expansive. I stepped into 40 and just went, oh, yeah, this feels delicious. <laughs> so, good. so I go, no. And she goes, listen, coffee is not going to kill you. She, and finally, her final thing is, she goes, let me be honest. I actually had a crush on him forever. Like, we are besties. But I had a crush on him. She goes, and literally, I have this has occurred to me since I met you and I kept pushing it out of my mind and Holy spirit would not let me let it go. Yeah. And I was like, well, shoot. (laughs) I mean, I'm like, okay, well, what is this? So sure enough, I go for coffee. I mean, and it's a disaster, right? Because like, so my oldest daughter, so I have three kids. So my oldest daughter has Asperger's, which is high functioning autism. So yeah, a child with special needs to boot. So And she was taking her first flight back to washington state where my exes and my families live so all the grandparents were meeting there we're all friends and it's good so um but the flight there was something wrong with the plane and then it was delayed and all this stuff so i'm like hey listen like i'm texting i'm going i'm sorry i'm putting my daughter on a plane she's flying unaccompanied minor and it keeps being delayed. Are you okay? He's like, it's fine. I'm just going to work remotely. And he was at the coffee shop in like Aliso Viejo, which was kind of like our midway point. I think it was more for him. But um, And I, I was like, no, I just want to make it happen. I was like, I don't want to keep pushing this guy off. I just want to like do the coffee and make Meg happy and like be done with it. Um, and I walked in and he was, <laughs> he was, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know if he's quite my type, but I'm like, Oh, i like the body. I can tell he works out. I hope he's not like a broseph. That's like a gym rat. I'm like assessing, right? Like doing all the things, but I just kept going. I'm going to be open-handed with this. Like I'm going to walk through whatever is presented to me because the universe is expansive and I'm not going to create a story in my head about anything about mm-hmm. the guy that was my guy friend, about this guy that i'm meeting that i don't even
0: know like what i think of him and i want to just pause for one second what she did there is she dropped all of her false made-up narratives and so many of us are going into every day and every situation with a false made-up story a prejudgment a preconceived notion and something that was unique and these are i want to just add that these are super key things when okay. you are entering the dating world. And I love that Courtney was staying so open. You, it sounds like your, your heart was just open to whatever, like we'll just see what happens. And so many of us walk into situations borderline closed-minded and with a lot of limiting beliefs. So um, we gotta cut those out. But anyway, carry on.
1: Yeah, now and to speak to that, so something a few years earlier, like I love, a lot of stuff that Gabby Bernstein does mm-hmm. and one of the things one of the stories that she told and it just always stuck with me is that one of her very best friends like got very clear she was like I'm gonna manifest my my perfect partner and she made a list of all of these things made a list made a list made a list eventually met this guy and literally was like he literally hits everything on a list which I don't necessarily recommend a list um <laughs> but this will prove against a list so she like was like, oh man, he meets everything on the list with the exception of the fact that the one of the the one thing he didn't meet on the list is that she wanted a big, beautiful black man, <laughs> and the guy was a short white Jewish dude. <laughs> and so, Gabby Bernstein tells this story of her friend, and they have this conversation. She's like, "Well, he can't be the guy because he like doesn't fit everything on the list." And she was like, "Uh uh-uh, uh, we don't judge form." Mm. We never know the form that it comes to us in. We send out a prayer. We manifest something. And it's like, do not judge the form that it is sent to you in. And so that's for me. I was like, I can't judge the form. Like, mm-hmm. who, who knows? Yeah. So I just was like, okay. So he says, you know, let's move this. We're at a coffee shop. Like, let's go grab a bite to eat. And he asked me great questions. And he just sat there and listened. But it's not like he was quiet. I kind of wondered if he was lackluster. That was a word that I used, which we laugh about now. (laughs) But what happened is, like, before we left, he goes, don't answer this now. He goes, but, you know, i he's in music and he's like, I'm directing this thing and I'd love for you to come in a week's time. And he's like, cause, and I thought this is really cool. He's inviting me in to like meet his people. And, and I kind of knew that he was going to do it to see how I interacted with his people.
0: Which, I think know, I met, I think I was in the green room that first time you came. Oh yeah.
1: was it when Mac was there yeah yeah yeah
0: and you had like a little like long skirt he's like yeah this girl i've been dating is gonna come by the way for those listening uh uh courtney and i well we were going to still go to um this big mega church called the rock church in san diego and so she was coming down from orange county to this church and We were all in, I was in music, her husband's in music. And so I knew her husband, this is how I met Courtney through him. But anyway, proceed. Yeah.
1: It was like, oh yeah. So we, you know, and he says, he says, don't answer me now. Well, then he texts me midweek and he goes, let me sweeten the deal. I want to put you up in a hotel. And I was like, okay, I'm sold. Like, (laughs) yes. Okay. Okay. You know, he's like that way you don't have to get up super early and and all this stuff.
0: I um, want to pause for one second because these are the principles. A lot of principles I teach on, but yeah. what I want to point out is, uh, do you guys notice that this guy was making actual investments? He was make he was taking action. So and and you know you know the level a guy likes you based on how much he invests in you or initiates or actually takes action behind his words. And so the fact that he said, hey, I want you to come meet my people. I want you to come down here. But actually, I want to pay for you to, you know, hotel or whatever, um, just speaks volumes into somebody, uh, into the difference between a guy who is serious and a guy who's not so serious. Proceed.
1: Totally. So he was like, I would love for you to come down the night before Saturday night and take you out to dinner. And then. And so, and it's interesting too, like he, you know, did it, this all online. And so when, after dinner, when he dropped me off at the hotel, that's the other thing too. I forgot about this. Dang, he is good. He went ahead of time, checked me in, got the room, got the room keys, but didn't have time to go and like check out the room. So after dinner, we went back to the hotel and he he said, do you mind if I go in? And I thought, oh, here it comes. Like this guy's going to try <laughs> to make me. He's so slimy. I was like, hmm. It ain't happening. Like you're not kissing me. I'm not like doing a long, prolonged hug like us. Like, move along. Um, and I just and he literally just came in and like looked in closets and like made sure everything was okay. And he was like, he was like, okay. He's like, um, good. So if and he kept like great distance and and all this stuff, but was still very warm and very open and very welcoming. And if. I mean, and Rachel, you know, he can kind of be stoic. So, mm-hmm. like, he doesn't give much. Whereas I'm like, oh, yeah. Cartoon character, <laughs> he's very typically serious and has one face, and it's usually, I can't read what you're thinking. Um, so, some people might say he's a little stern. Um, so, yeah, it was really interesting. And then from there, like, he, After we were done with that Sunday, he had like really, he said, can you stay a little bit longer? And then he wanted me to meet like his mentor and very best friend, a guy that's like his brother. And we went to another place and like met those friends. And they, going back, they were like, I, I said, they turned to each other and went, okay, this one's different. He's different with her. She's different. Like it's a whole different thing. So we, I laughed. That's the other thing. He made, he cracked a joke and I laughed so hard. I had to hold my face in. (laughs) And so that and humor is huge for me. And I also felt no pressure. I didn't Mm. feel like I needed to be anyone but who I was.
0: Yeah, and And, I want to, when a guy's pursuing you, when a guy shows up with full clarity, it's interesting how it's easy for you, right? And something I do want you to touch on is I would love for you to talk about how your past was versus how you showed up on an energetic level or spiritual level and your past versus where you had come to this place of that kind of liberation inside of your own self. You had mentioned that you were chasing all these, the romance. Can you talk a little about that too?
1: Yeah. So it was interesting. In retrospect, I would say that undoubtedly, and I've checked this with like my best friends that literally like we met in college or high school and junior high and all this stuff. And I'm saying, is this, is this right? Like I would have never seen it at the time, but is this correct? And it is true, which is that I wanted, um, I was always trying to make things happen. So I was in a lot of like, just like, Well, part of it is this, that when you are really tapped into your intuition, that's something that you have. Um, People in the church might call it the prophetic. Other people call it, you know, being intuitive. Um, But I always had that, so I kind of knew what I knew in my knower, and then I would get a sense for something, and then I'd, I'd push it if it wasn't quite going the way I, I wanted it to. And I'm convincing, and I'm a seven on the
0: Enneagram. Would you say things. that you so. felt the need to kind of control? And something I actually want to say, too, is um, so many girls, I've definitely, certainly been guilty of it myself in the past, is that we're we're constantly chasing this idea of romance that maybe we're reading in books or we're seeing, you know, that it's all about the chemistry. We're chasing this chemistry. We're chasing this chemistry high or or this, like, fairy tale kind of a thing and you had mentioned something about that 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 wasn't it but you didn't realize how much you were actually chasing and after like it's like that was what you were desiring so you got that initially but that was not sustainable or something can you can you yeah talk I mean and-
1: in looking back had I really been pursuing what was most healthy and had I really taken time to like know what my power was, and to know um, what just to have the confidence, and and I have confidence. I come off as confident. I think I always have, but it's different in a in a romance. You have to first kind of meet that within your yourself and the divine. Otherwise, it's going to never resonate outside of that you're always going to be striving and reaching and there there is no abundance in divinity I mean there is no lack in divinity there's only abundance right like there's no lack there's plenty for everyone Mm -hmm. there's not a dwindling number of of partners for us in the world like there is no lack there's buoyancy there's abundance there's levity and all these things it's delicious and yummy and sexy (laughs) and amazing and all that stuff so I would say I kept Chasing, like the grass is greener, the grass is greener. And if something didn't work out, I was like, I can manifest this next thing. I know I'll pick the next best thing. I can recreate my life any way I want to.
0: Can you? Kept- sorry. I, I know. Enough. I'm sorry. I keep cutting no, you off, but so good. you have so, you have so much good stuff to say. Can you, um, just briefly like one minute or something, kind of describe manifesting from your point of view as a Christian. Cause I know I just want to be, you know, clear cause a lot of my girls are different backgrounds. So I just want to, how does that, what do you mean by that? How does that, um, play out? Just,
1: yeah. So I would say, um, you know, I call it manifesting, but I also feel like uh, I don't feel like I know this uh, so it's kind of like said, visualizing
0: or what it is visualizing
1: okay. but I feel like it's a co-creative power that we have with God so right like um God says that he lives in us and so if and gives us his power so we can access his power well he's a creator he is creative he created the heavens and the earth so if he's living inside of me, I can co-create with him. He wants Mm -hmm. me to do this and he always wants the best for me. Mm -hmm. So why would I not visualize that now? How I find that I manifest best is really what I would consider like a prayer, but I always think into how does it feel? Mm -hmm. So I did start to do a lot of guided meditation. So it's like, What's my dream life feel like? What am I doing? What am I getting paid for? What does my home look like? Mm -hmm. And how does it feel Mm -hmm. when I walk in? How does my husband look at me? How does he kind of behold me? Um, And it was like, oh my gosh, there would be like amazing sexual energy, but he would also like adore me and he would just think I'm amazing Mm. and it wouldn't be fake. I would feel it and he would, and it would look like this and it would feel like this. So a lot of people are like, yeah, I could visualize freaking mansion and a Lamborghini and a hot dude, but like that, like, I know that that's not my reality, but if you put yourself into that, you think, how does this feel? Yeah. All of a sudden you're visualizing and it's kind of like fantasy and I'm not saying live there, but it helps you get very clear when it, it's
0: on your desires.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: It's tapping into what your deeper desires are and becoming clear with them and really feeling into it. And yeah. And I think that, you know, God definitely has given each one of us a creative side and spirit because we're made in the image of God. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I think that, um, you know, sometimes we, we hear certain words and we're like, Oh my gosh, but that doesn't mean that you don't believe that Jesus is the savior. He's the way, the truth and the life. And he's the way to God. Right. So it's like, I think that gets a little confused sometimes. So anyway, you guys can, uh, hit, uh, Courtney and her DMS about all that. Um, <laughs> later. But we'll we'll return back to the story because I know I'm like literally this is how taking we you we do
1: this. This we, is how we do, you guys. We just I mean, but isn't this like girls do this? I mean women do this. Like we can keep track of five million things and run the world. So, like, of course we're doing it.
0: It's fine. Yeah. So um yeah. but I think where we left off was um, you know, you were just touching on your past that you were chasing, you know, after certain yeah. things, you know, you were chasing after this idea of chemistry and romance because one thing I remember asking you, I have a pen now, but one thing I remember asking you when I heard your story years a few years ago, you know, yeah. you were saying like I was like, "Well, man, like how how were all of your previous relationships in the beginning?" And one thing that you mentioned is they were always so fiery and great, right? They were always so like it was a high, it was amazing, they all felt so good, but then they ended up crashing and burning. What yeah. is it inside of you that was consistently continuously drawn to that even as a christian you know courtney was working in all these christian camps as a youth leader she was doing all the things in the church but somehow um in the midst of it she was drawn to the men who um came off maybe somewhat christian or or different things not all of them i mean you have different stories i just remember the one the first one right And it's like, oh, but everything was so electrifying. Everything was so great versus her husband. Now, when she met him, he was more not you. You were saying he wasn't fully your instant type, right? Uh But then you were like, oh, but you got you. You were able to just realize that you can fully be yourself. He wanted to give to you to take care of you. And I think there's something there's a switch that happens within all of us where um, where you get to a point where you're like, you know what, I the chemistry isn't everything. And chemistry grows, by the way. That's the funny thing about it. You can gain chemistry with somebody. Um, But it's not what is going to sustain you and it is not what means, it actually almost means nothing. Your chemistry means nothing. What means something is going into, how does a man make you feel? Does he make you feel safe? Does he make you feel taken care of? Does he make you feel like you're the only one in the room, right? Or like you well, that you're 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 this beauty that he just wants to lavish his love on. But there's so many good guys out there that we pass by and you can speak into this Courtney that we pass by mm-hmm. because um we're like, oh that's not Matthew McConaughey. Oh that's not, you know, this type of guy, he's not my type. Oh, I'm not feeling, I just don't feel it. I'm like, well, maybe sit there and open your heart and get to know who this person is and see, are you going to choose the guy who seems like he's hot and fiery? Or are you going to choose the guy who actually shows up for you and puts action behind his words? So back to you.
1: Yeah, no, (laughs) that's so good. And I should be taking notes because I'm like, oh, I have something to say about that. Yeah, I know. No, no, it's so good. So, um, so here's, Here's the component that was very different. So in every other relationship, marriage, you know, I was not saying, God, align my heart and mind to yours on this person. Now, each of the men that I married are wonderful in their own right. And then clearly there are things that didn't work um, because it ended. But I was always like, but this is what I want this is what I want. Oh, but this is what I, mm. this and this, and it was kind of like a world of my own making, um, which feels meddling. It's manipulative. It's a very masculine energy. Yeah. I'm not receiving anything. I'm not sitting back and going, I don't need to strive. I don't,
0: don't need to I, make it happen.
1: You need to, you need to work for this stuff like I'm, I'm worth you working for this and i will say this even though there was not like that initial attraction there was something intellectually attractive to me um in my husband and i was like my constant it became like a mantra it was a prayer lord align my heart and mind to yours on this man align my heart and mind to yours on this man and all of a sudden Things started to shift, but he was also relentlessly pursuing me.
0: Yes. In fact, a
1: friend that set us up was like, okay, so he has full throttle (laughs) pursuing you. Like, she was like, all righty, so this is happening. And she's like, and I'm going to exit stage left and give you all some space. He introduced me to like all of his people um, and asked me really intense questions and it was very clear and you talked about chemistry so chemistry is wonderful but I got to tell you when you have a baby and you're going both on zero sleep and you both are imperfect people and you're rubbing each other the wrong way and you can't have sex and you're sitting on a pack of ice and like all the unsexy things and like rent is due and you have some debt and like i mean like let's just throw some more you have two kids one with special needs like for us like let's be honest chemistry doesn't matter a backbone matters integrity matters Mm. um like abiding and staying and staying steadfast matters. It's super sexy actually too, to have someone look at you and be like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. This mm. is tough, but you're not getting rid of me. Mm. So like, let's do this. Amen. So there's something to the pressing in that gets real, real sexy and the relentless pursuit. Um, mm. But always like super respectful, um, high, High humor, high intelligence, quotient, um, just really in intuitive to kind of like what my needs were ultra responsible. Like uh, the man It like, sometimes I'm like, okay, who's older? I'm, yeah. I mean, he's nine years younger than me. And that's the other thing too. I have to tell you guys. So I meet this guy. He's, um, like no debt. Uh, really responsible job on salary, um, at, at a church, but also has a side hustle. So he's a professional musician that gigs out and travels and does tour and stuff. Um, and super responsible, never been engaged, never been married, no kids. He's like a unicorn. Mm. So, and he's not perfect and nobody is. And that's my other thing too, is like having, everyone always thinks the grass is greener on the other side. My thing is is that I've been married to four very different men that all had strengths and all had weaknesses. And the thing that makes my husband different is that his character and his integrity and his, just backbone and he sticks with it and how he pursues me all the time. He's always pursuing excellence and he's striving. He's pushing me towards excellence Mm -hmm. and he's pushing himself towards excellence. Mm -hmm. And when we come up against something that's hard, he's like, okay, how do I make this better? Do I need to Mm. go therapy? Do we need to, what do we need to do? Mm. Like he is just, his standard of excellence is across the board in his whole life. And everybody said that everyone that I met was like, Oh, I've known, I've known him since, you know, we were in junior high. Oh, I've Mm. known him since we were kids. And they were like, he is, he was the same then as he is now. He's always been the same. Yeah. It's just like consistency of character is a thing. It's a guys thing. with no like history kind of, it's a little scary. It's like, why, where, why do you not have any friends? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can Vouch for who you were 10 years ago.
0: Like- yeah. I, I totally agree. I have a question. When you found out yeah. that he was nine years younger than you, did that kind of scare you a little bit or what were you thinking? And, um, like when, when you found that out, were you like, Oh man,
1: yeah, I don't. Um. Well, given my guy friend that there was clear chemistry with, I was like, okay, well, clearly, like there's, and I'm young. I I tend to. My mom was always like, you were a millennial, even though I'm not a Gen X. <laughs> But she's like, you're a millennial. You were dreaming up. Like, why can't people just pay me to do something that's my passion? And that's like the millennial mantra. Yeah, totally. She's like, oh, you were saying that in high school. Like, why do I have to go to college? Why can't I pay from just like paying my way through life on my strengths and all of my personality?
0: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I want to add that you and I, so I want to add this too. I think some of my girls know this, but. My husband is also six years younger than me, so I find it, and that at first intimidated me a little bit where I was like, oh my gosh, and thank God I had a rule. I was like, I will not date somebody who is, they have to be at least 25, because a guy who's under 25 is more than likely not ready to get married, okay? So they might want to date you for a while, but you better just park and sit for a minute because... He's not, a man typically isn't going to be ready for marriage for a minute for like, and by a minute, I mean a little a few years. Yeah. So, um, you know, 25 was my cutoff. And when I met my husband, he was 25. Um, and I was thinking to myself, Oh, but I stayed open. I did not cut that idea off. The same is mm-hmm. if guys, you know, if they're older than you too, because you know, a lot of girls ask age, age questions. Mm-hmm. Well, an age question, like obviously if they're not like under 18, but you know what I mean? If they're a little younger, if they're, if they're younger than you and if they're older than you, I've learned it does not matter because what matters is you should stay open to seeing how they are because a man can be 25 and have a way higher emotional maturity level and emotional intelligence level that far surpasses a guy who's 35 or 40. We've both been there. We have felt that. And so... Um, so, you know, you want to remain open, but, um, we are, I'm going to probably like another 10 minutes and then we're, I'm yeah. going to try to wrap up. There's so much Courtney, Courtney and no, I no. could talk forever. And Courtney, like is, is so fun to talk to. Um, I highly recommend reaching out to her about anything cause she's got lots of wisdom and she's got good things to say, but I want, um, I want to say that, oh my gosh, I'm echoing do you hear that echo?
1: Oh, are you echoing? I have one thing to that you asked me and I kind of cool. advanced Yeah, yeah. But one of the things on if it intimidated me that I was young, that he was younger is no, because the way that our friend kind of texts me about him is she's like, he, he is tired. So he was 30 when I met him. So uh, he had just turned 30 and I had just turned 40. So there's like, yeah, there's nine years between us but like there's a gap where it's whatever math's not my thing numbers are hard um so she said he is tired of all the girls kind of his eight like the 20s mm. somethings he's she's like and even early 30s he was like no they're too thirsty and they're too immature and they don't know what they want they're not figured out so that's a thing too ladies men want girls who are pretty figured out and a huge part of that doesn't mean that you have to like have the house and have the car and have the like savings and all of that it's figured out and figured out like heart and mind you've got to be figured out and and take up your space and embody it confidently not overconfident and not masculine very feminine
0: Mm, yeah i know which is such a funny thing it's a little it's hard like how do i be confident and vulnerable and all the things at the same time, but um, it, you can do it. And so, you know, what would you say to a girl who is, mm, let's just say she's 25, she's 27, she's 30, she's 35, she's 40, she's 60, I don't know. Um, you know, girls typically start feeling feeling like, oh, I'm getting too old, I'm getting so old at age, uh, when does that start happening, like 25, 26? <laughs> Um, but what would you say to a girl who, you know, she, she's out there and she's feeling like, gosh, you know what? I I just feel like I'm getting old. I feel like I can't older. I feel like, um, I, I just can't seem to find, um, the right guy. I'm on hinge, I'm dating. And it just feels like it's just, I'm hitting a dead end every time. What are some tips or some thoughts that you would give that girl to just inspire her and give her hope? And, you know, I know one of the things that you mentioned and you and I always talk about is like doing the inward, doing the inner work and counseling, therapy, coaching, whatever it is, like it's worth it. Um and and so getting right with yourself, so I'm sure you'll tap on that, but you know, just inspiring because I'm sure that you had moments where you felt like, oh, I'm, like no one's gonna want me, no one's gonna, I have this, I have that, you know, all those thoughts that come in, you know, kind of speak to the girl who has the limiting thoughts that are coming in and you know, what kind of just hope and assurance would you give to that girl who's just feeling like her time is running out and it's ticking, um, what would you say? <laughs> It's loaded.
1: Uh, so there's no expiration date on a person's worth. Hey, there's nice. just never an expiration date on that. There's It doesn't, you were born with inherent worth. You will die with inherent worth. It does not expire or get old or get stale. And if anything, as you get older, if you're doing the work, but you've got to do the work, if you're doing the work internally, you're only getting better. Yeah. So, and you ask anybody and, and I'm telling you, it's not like a false confidence. Like I'm getting older and I'm kind of over my prime. Therefore I need to like bolster my confidence. I'm like, you could not pay me to go back to 25, no matter how tight my skin was or how high my butt was. Like you just cannot, right? Like it's not. Um, or how much energy I had or whatever it is it's like you could not pay me to go back to that time yeah. I was so foolish and gave my energy away and gave my love away and in a in a way that just like did not improve the world, did not improve me. you I just wouldn't go back to that. I'm so like um, just confident in who. who and where I am that like, you just couldn't, it's, you're not, you're not getting old and, and multi, ladies. The other thing too, is that that's a lack mindset, right? And when you're in that lack mindset, like time's running out, or I feel the clock ticking or I'm watching all my friends, right? Like I'm the, I'm the, uh, the bridesmaid, but never the bride. And I'm watching all my friends get engaged and get married. And some of my friends are starting to have babies and, you know, like I've made some mistakes or whatever it is for you, whatever your narrative is, whatever your story is, that's still a lack mindset. I am living proof that you literally can like wreck and then get up on your feet and then wreck again and then get up on your feet and then wreck again. I mean, it's like I had – I mean, I had everything going for me because that's the confidence I have. But on paper, I probably didn't look like a great investment, right? Two kids, one with a special needs, three marriages, debt, um, three divorces, debt. And then it just was like, it was kind of messy, but I wasn't messy. I was very confident and grounded. And so I would say do the work.
0: But you were yeah. messy, so I know it's like we're talking about, yeah. so she she was, so you, I mean, she was a disaster before. I'm, I'm trying to like draw the lines, right, previously, yeah. but once you did the work, right, yeah. and you were really seeking, she was really seeking after God. I'm just remembering parts of your story, you know. Yeah. Really like diving in like, Jesus, it's all about you. I remember you saying that, right? At one point.
1: I ran relentlessly after God. I was like, I will not stop. And it became my singular focus. So it no longer became about getting a man. I I didn't even care. It became about my calling, really. I was like, okay, I was put on that surface for a purpose and for a plan. And what is it? So, And I started to fall in love with what I got to do in the world. I got to fall in love with like the concept that people were asking me to speak again and to really like use my creative resources to like, um, just do really kind of groundbreaking cool things. And that lit me up. Mm. I was like, Oh my gosh, I could do this forever. Like who a man at this point might distract me like a marriage at this point might distract me from being my most impactful self. Like, how do I know that that's not going to hold me back? And all of a sudden I started to fall in love with life and I started to fall in love with what my calling was. And I was like, Oh, this feels delicious. Mm. And then when I do, I found this community of people and it was so fun. And like every day I woke up and I was just like, Oh my gosh, what's happening? I'm stepping further and more fully into my calling. And even connections that I made then are still like, they are happening now and they're even bigger than I could have imagined it's unreal like career things so it is it is I would say do the internal work and don't limit yourself to form yeah essentially keep taking the next step for what is serves the next highest good yeah so what serves my My and the world around me, it's highest good. So what is the best? Because we might think something's good, but is it your best? Uh, You'll know. Yeah. You'll know when.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I just, I want to point out or reiterate one more time, you know, um, openness, remaining open to possibility is so important. And that's what you did when you decided to go on this coffee date, you know, the, the coffee date you may almost have blown off things like that. And so, um, you know, to girls listening, like, you know, Courtney's a great example. I'm a great example. We're all a great example of like, wow, we were kind of a disaster. We were kind of a wreck before, but God redeemed our lives and our souls. And he got us, he got us in line really in alignment with ourselves. And you know, something I just love about your story, Courtney, is just like, you know, so many girls think they're, they might be too far gone or maybe they did this, you know, we can get so judgmental of ourselves, so critical, so into overthink and overdrive and over-functioning as women, um, when we don't need to. And, and I know that if you, if we had like literally three hours to like actually talk about the details of her life, you know, but it's like, (laughs) she was in overdrive. She wasn't over. She was critical of herself. She was judgmental. Like I would, you know, we've all been there. And so as women, you know, but it's like when God comes in, one, he kind of cleans out your soul. And then you're like, wait, who am I really? And then you begin to make, I want to point out that Courtney was making investments in herself. She was making time investments. Even when she said, I took time to meditate. By the way, if you read in all the Psalms, it talks about meditating all the time, meditating on the Lord and things like that. So if you are a Christian, meditation shouldn't actually even be that crazy because it's literally in the Bible. We're, we're told to be still right to think upon such things that are good and holy and right so you know um she was investing in herself with time she was investing she was and if you follow my stuff she was taking all her energy that was being put on other men other things yeah. Other, all the people and things around her and she peeled it off of everyone else and she put it back on herself yeah. and she yeah. tended and cared to her soul to herself. And there's something that m- powerfully or magically happens when we put investments in ourselves, and we do that and, and we really honor ourselves and we do that through counseling, through therapy, through getting, hiring a coach, right? Getting coaching, yeah. getting find somebody it doesn't i always like obviously i offer that but i don't it doesn't have to be me because you don't i don't fit for everybody right uh, and yeah. neither does courtney right and courtney as a coach isn't going to be a fit for everyone we're just not fits for every person But that's okay. But there is somebody that I always want to encourage you girls to seek out. And just listening to this podcast, listening to podcasts, listening to YouTube. So funny because you said that. She was listening to podcasts. She was doing all the things where she was literally investing in herself. And then out of that investment in herself, investment in her spiritual and emotional health and growth, um, and her relationship with God and herself, two very important things to have that literally go hand in hand. It's almost like you can't have one without the other and find success. Um, She, her husband appear, her eyes were open to uh, an emotionally available man who was very clear for, with her, who knew what he wanted and who happened to be all those things.
1: So also the other thing too, is like we were open to the possibility. Wouldn't you say this is true? You were open to the possibility, but you weren't hanging on to just someone's potential. Mm. Like it wasn't just potential. Like Danny was putting his money where his mouth was. He was pursuing you. He was emotionally available. He was physically available. He was doing all of the things that another healthy person doing the work shows up and, and uh takes up space as right on the masculine side of it so it's not like I think women too get into like well you know I hung on and I was open to it because he had potential like Mm -hmm. well Rachel and Courtney told me to you know stay open and Mm -hmm. I'm open because you know this guy said that I'm his dream girl and it's like no no that's like potential that's not reality
0: no way yeah
1: into reality you might be his dream girl in theory but in reality he's not really putting his money where his mouth is his behavior
0: facility. is not matching the words and a ex- good point because we don't want to mislead yeah. people exactly well i was hanging on to his uh potential even though he was abusing me and he was mean and he wasn't showing up no cut that out that's not gonna work okay so um i say put put a um just a general time on something. As you are first getting to know somebody, watch their consistency for a month. If it's just inconsistent, it's all over, he's not your guy, typically. Don't, this is not 100%, I always have to say, it's not black and white, not 100%, because there's always exceptions, so I just don't wanna be like, don't be like, Rachel said, that's it! No, that's not the only way, but for the wow. most part, for the most part, a good gauge is, if if you have a guy who's you know, asked you out, you wanna watch, has he showed up consistently for multiple weeks? Has he spoken clarity to you? And if he hasn't, when you ask the question, hey, I'm curious, what are your intentions with me? If he cannot give you a clear answer, your answer is he just doesn't really know. And so my question is, do you wanna hang around until he figures it out? Because guys who guys who aren't ready for marriage or a relationship or commitment, um, You will know because they're not going to be clear with you. Yeah. Clarity Believe is everything.
1: Them. Believe them when they're not clear. And if they're not clear on you, they're probably not clear on a lot of things. And that's not someone who's going to ever lead you well. It's yes. an unequal, you know, they talk about this in Christians, you know, in the Bible, being unequally yoked. Yeah. The yoke of someone is actually the teaching of the rabbis. So if you're, if you have different teachings, right? you're gonna be under different schools of thought. You are gonna, you know, it's really hard for someone who is like highly educated to like have a great intellectual conversation with a kindergartner, Like, (laughs) right? Like, let's just be honest, like make sure that you're equally yoked. You've got someone who can show up and have like met you um, and go shoulder to shoulder with you and toe to toe with you in mental and emotional and spiritual matching and
0: conversation. Right. That's right. Absolutely. So So I, I am going to try to wrap this up because again, Courtney and I could talk, we'll have to have, um, Courtney and Rachel chats, um, record them, you know, from time to time. So anyways, um, okay. I want to say, I want to wrap this up a little bit. I kind of did just now, but we'll do it again. So Some things that, um, some takeaways is um, invest in yourself. Number one, invest in yourself. If you are feeling lost, if you're feeling like you keep doing the same thing over and over, nothing's happening. Even if you are seeing the same counselor over and over and over. Sometimes we outgrow certain counselors. Sometimes we outgrow certain coaches. That's okay. Um, And so um, it's okay to outgrow them, but acknowledge it. If you don't feel like you're getting growth, Acknowledge that and then go seek somebody else out. Um, Look for um, programs, anything. I'm telling you guys, I I invest in myself still to this day. I know Courtney does too. We're constantly making investments in ourselves to learn more, to learn more about ourselves and things like that. And so I'm never gonna ask you girls to do something that I myself would not do and I'm sure Courtney is the same. So I wanna say, uh, make investments for yourself. Things to look for in men. Um, Is he clear? Don't get caught up on how old he is, um, what he looks like, kind of what Courtney said, the form. Don't look at form, look at character, right? Is that what you said?
1: Yeah, and integrity and and consistency.
0: So don't look at how it might be packaged, but look for um, what the package actually brings and gives to you. So you want to look for the ways that... How does this man make you feel inside your body, okay? Not like in your mind, ooh, he's so hot. We're gonna look like a Hollywood couple if we're together. He's who I've always dreamed of when I think of what he looks like and how funny he is and adventurous. He reminds me of like Footloose and I wanna be on that movie, you know, the high. uh -uh, No, drop the highs. You need, this is me now, I'm just like, no, okay? No, that's not what you're looking for. You're looking for a man who makes you feel safe when you are both in his presence and out of his presence okay so when you're not in his presence do you feel safe or are you anxious oh what's he doing what's he, you know a guy who's very clear and certain like her husband like courtney's husband and mine too they know what they want if they're ready for commitment they're ready to actually say i want to take you out her husband said i want you to come down this weekend i want to take you out to this restaurant and you know what, I'm gonna pay for your hotel. I'm gonna go provide and and, and t- care for you in all of these ways, and make sure that you're taken care of. So that's what you wanna look for in a man. Um, and then, oh gosh, there's so many things, but um, yeah, make sure that you are seeking God or that you are really feeling into things. So the big uh, buzzword nowadays is manifesting. They always These words are always changing, right? But um, I, th- I tried looking up that definition one time. But basically, it's how about you visualize and really get clear on what the desires of your heart are. What is it that you really want? But more than what you want, because if we put a wants list, we'll say, I want him to be hot. I want him to be tall, six foot. Um, love Jesus. Um, I need him to, um, you know, uh, be like this and that and funny. And we'll get so we'll get stuck on a lot of shallow things. But when you can sit there and go, but how do I want to feel? And really mm-hmm. tap into, how do I want to feel when I'm in the presence of my man? When you're in the presence with your loving grandma, I'm just going to use it as an example. You have a grandma and she's the most loving person in the world. When you're with her, when you're not with her, all you're thinking of is how good she made you feel when she was there with you. She just makes me feel so loved and so good and will rant and rave about it. So... I'm sure that's how you would love, those are some ways you would like to feel from your man, but write the feelings down and then what Courtney was saying is feel into the feeling. Try to feel in the present moment. What would that feel like if my man walked in? Does he find me sexy and beautiful and wonderful as much as I am right now? All those things, you can DM Courtney about that too, or myself. <laughs> I'm not any expert on like... um some of that, but I, I feel it a lot. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's what I can think of in our little recap. But, um, thank you so much, Courtney, for sharing. And I just love, I love like how far you've come like that. You just have this crazy path story. And I think so many of us get stuck on our past and we're like, Is is anybody you know? Yeah, I'm confident, but is somebody going to? Is there going to be somebody out there for me? Is there going to be somebody who loves me and who loves all of me and all my baggage and all my um, my other partners in life that might be my kids and these things? And um, the truth be told, yes, there is. It happened for you, and it happens for lots of people every day. And so, keeping a mindset of abundance. Real, that's another yeah. thing you said a mindset of abundance yeah, and not there's lack.
1: No lack
0: there's no lack
1: there's no you're lack not coming desperation just rolls off of us ladies so no desperation no lack
0: no there's lack no it. rush I want to say no rush but not to the point where you're literally just sitting locked up in your room and you're not you're avoiding. So don't be like, Rachel told me not to be in a rush. So then you're actually avoiding things. There's always the fine lines. Yeah. It's not about avoiding your
1: laziness are different than um, ease, than ease. ease and a lack of desperation.
0: Yeah. Yes. 100%. Yeah. I love that. It's different than ease. That was perfect. So, um, okay. So it's been amazing talking with you, Courtney. If you guys want to reach out to Courtney, I'll put her Instagram link below. You guys can DM her. You can ask her questions. Um, She is just a very interesting character. I love how I'm saying that, but she's so fun. She's the funnest. She's the most, she's the sweetest. Um, and she just has a lot of wisdom to offer. And you know, she, she is your, um, little, she, she does love Jesus. She's a little Jesus girl, but she also keeps everything in life. 100%. She'll hit you with the unsexy truth. Um, and she, she, she's just interesting. So, you know, highly recommend reaching out to her if you would like some advice she loves to give it. So, um, yeah, that's what I would say about that. And then thank you so much, Courtney, for giving us your time.
1: Yeah.
0: We're going to hey, have to
1: team.
0: do, I love, you. I love you too. We're going to have to do another, um, epi episode yeah. on, um, what it's like to be a single mom. You know, how did you oh, approach yeah. dating? You know, what were your struggles with that? And, what does that look like? And so anyway, um, but yeah. we're, we're going to jump off. To, yeah, we're yeah. going gonna to hop off. Um, it's been one hour. So <laughs> normally mine are, I keep, try to keep them at 20, 25 minutes. But when I do little episodes with other people, uh, Just can't help ourselves. So anyways, (laughs) Um, as always, girls, DM me if you have questions. Um, You can find me on uh, Instagram. You can book um, any coaching sessions with me. The link's below as well. I programs. We got all the good stuff going on out in the world. Courtney does mentor. Do you do mentorship or what?
1: Yeah, I do mentorship and and coaching. Some coaching, but yeah, it's just on a case by case basis. But yeah, not not to your level, Rach. Rach, <laughs> you are the
0: best of the best. They are so lucky to have you. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, go follow Courtney. Go go say hey to her. Um, ask your questions, slide into her DMs, and um we will talk to you soon, okay? Bye. Bye. I'm gonna end it.